Welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Salzberg, editor of the Herald Times, along with Mary Catherine Carmichael. And today we're going to talk with the three students who are just getting ready to graduate from high school. Our guests in the studio are Jenny Ross from Bloomington High School North, Rhett Dineline from Bloomington High School South, and Ian Wildridge from Aurora High School. If you have questions or comments, please phone us at 855-0811 or 877-285-9348, or you can send your email to noon at indiana.edu. Welcome to all three of you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah, we, we like to do the show at the end of end of every school year. We've been doing it since I think we started the show. Well, we kind of like so it. We always end up feeling really old. Well, yeah. And, you know. Every year we feel a little bit older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit less wise, but, but confident yeah. about the future of our great nation. That's really right? true. That's that really true. true. But thanks for being here. I'm going to just go sort of down the line. I'm gonna, Rhett's uh, sitting uh, on to my left, although people on radio can't tell that. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to start with, with Rhett. And just uh, talk a little bit about uh, some of your interests in high school and then what you're going to do after high school. Well, in uh, high school, I played uh, tennis and basketball, and that really took up a lot of time. But, um, you know, I also did uh, student council for a little bit and uh, dance marathon this year. So I really just tried to get involved some and uh, really take advantage of a lot of what South has to offer. Mm-hmm. But next year, I'm uh, planning on going to Indiana University. Um, I was a direct admit to the Kelly School, so wow. I'm planning on majoring in uh, accounting and finance right now. But we'll see how that pans out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Jenny? Um, at North, I did cross country all four years, and I played basketball up until my junior year. And then I was also really involved with Cougar Leaders, which is like a freshman mentoring program. Mm-hmm. And then I was also on the council for that. And then um, <clears throat> I was on um, Business Professionals of America. It's kind of like um, kind of like a science Olympiad, but with business events. Mm-hmm. But and then um, I also participated in FCA and probably other things it's just not coming right yeah. now okay. but, um, right. and then next year i'm going to indiana state um to study business mm-hmm. and okay and and at aurora what what kinds of things have you been doing and and talk a little bit about aurora and the model of aurora because a lot of our our listeners probably are not as familiar with it as they are the yeah. more traditional north and south definitely well um i started off high school at at bloomington north and then uh See, about midway through sophomore year, just wasn't really digging it that much. So I moved on. I found out about Aurora, and uh, it's a good alternative school. It's just, like, a lot different, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's a lot more laid back. Yeah. Um, it's a smaller, smaller. Yeah, right? it's smaller altogether, smaller school hours. I got to know, like, the teachers on more of a personal basis, mm-hmm. and it helped me out a lot. Yeah, and uh, Chuck Holloway is a principal. He he did a lot yeah. for me. Chuck's been Pretty doing good. that since it started, and he also he wrote a column for the newspaper for a while. And so, yeah, so mm-hmm. a lot of people in town know know Chuck. So what are you going to be doing after uh, you graduate? On well, right now I'm just working uh, full time, assistant managing Muse Clothing downtown, mm-hmm. and then um, after that I'll just be enrolling in Ivy Tech in the associate's degree. Okay, and just kind of plan it from there. All right, yeah, Great. for sure. Um, the phone numbers again, 855-0811 or 877-285-9348, or you can send your email to noon at indiana.edu. There are all sorts of questions we can ask, and we, we do every year. Um, you know, one of the things I want to talk about, I guess, is in sort of a larger sense, you know, high, high school students today, I think we, people from our generation, and I'm a lot older than she is, um, you know, we think about things that, that – uh, you've grown up with, you know, 9-11 and uh, the first Iraq war, you were probably too young to remember, and of course the second Iraq war. So, you know, when you think about, you know, the problems facing, you know, this nation, I mean, what, what do you think is the, the biggest problem or the most critical problem for the people of your generation are going to have to deal with as time goes on? Right. Well, I mean, there, there are definitely a lot of uh, problems we're facing right now, but I think one of the biggest ones is definitely the uh, war on Iraq. And um, as our generation, I think a lot of us disagree with the war. Um, that's just a generalization, something I picked up on at South. Um, so I think as as it progresses on, you'll see uh, more of the youth taking taking control and trying to uh, – trying to voice their opinions on, on disagreeing with the war because I think that's something we don't feel is necessary and something that, that we, we'd like to change. Mm-hmm. Is this something that, 
You know, we've been in that war now for several years. I mean, this is something that's sort of changed over time. I know all of you have grown older, but did, yeah. was it was it more accepted early on? Yeah, I, d- I definitely think so. I think um, right after 9-11, I think there was definitely that mentality that we, we kind of needed to strike back and let, let our presence, like, known in the world. But at the same time, I think now a lot of people are realizing that we kind of try and play world police a lot. Um, I think we we get involved in things that we don't necessarily need to sometimes. And I think now is is one of those times where we've been in there too long. We've we've made our we've made our presence, but I, I don't think we need to be there as of right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um I'll I totally agree with what Brenna said. But um aside from the major like Iraq war issues, I also think that issues of like um immigration, like illegal immigration at m- more specifically, and then um, as has is a huge problem. I know that um, they just passed a bill or some kind of mm-hmm. saying that, like some finalizing that. And yeah. then um, I also think that like the gas gas prices and ethanol and um, energy policy, yeah, is yeah. also a huge deal because. Three thirty nine. You're not um, going very far. Yeah. No, yeah. definitely not. And it's I don't know. Our country is seems like it's just getting farther and farther in debt, and it needs to change. But mm-hmm. who's going to do it? So yeah. okay, Ian. I totally agree with both of them, and I I think uh, the whole oil industry is a big problem as well, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Using like soybean oil and all, like all the all the other like um, substitutes of gas, I think it's kind of like shooting up the base economy of like corn, you know, and like food and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like the more they start using that um, for for fuel, it's just gonna, you know, fire up the prices of our food, which that's what we live off of, you know. Mm-hmm. And then gas as well. We just got to find a good alternative and stick to it and try and make everything uh, a little bit better. In in Bloomington, people are talking about sustainability a lot, and I wonder if that's a conversation that's going on in your schools and with you all among your peers, the concept of sustainable living. Anybody? Not 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 so much. (laughs) Okay. No? Okay. Just part of the uh, whole environmental issue. I think, uh, you know, with uh, Al Gore's movie and – Mm-hmm. And a lot of discussion about global warming, you know, I, I, is that an issue that there's much conversation about? Um, we've talked about it some. I mean, we've we've had some debates a lot in some of our English classes about uh, what to do with that. And, um, you know, there, there are definitely different different approaches to it. A lot of a lot of the things that people brought up, especially being in Bloomington, where where everything is pretty centrally located. A lot of people talked about, you know, minimizing bus routes and having having the the students that live in a certain like radius being able to either like ride a bike to school or walk to school or mm-hmm. or something like that. Or the after school programs having one bus stop that's sort of centrally located for certain neighborhoods. So that way the bus doesn't have to take so many different stops. But um it's definitely something that we've debated about, but there, I mean, obviously we haven't come up with an answer, and, and not not a whole lot of people have. So, um, <laughs> yeah, don't feel bad about it's that. Just a discussion. Yeah. Let's can we talk about technology a little sure. bit? Um, you guys are probably kind of unique in, in our experience, at least, uh, as far as I imagine. And tell me if I'm correct or not. Each one of you has grown up um, familiar with the internet and, and computer savvy, and we yeah. got okay, absolutely, every, yeah. yeah. So, tell me what role technology plays in your life. How much time um, each of you probably spend interacting with, um, you know, either each other online via cell phone um, and you know iPods, the whole thing. How much? Yeah. How, tell me about technology way in your life. Way too much. <laughs> <laughs> really, way too much. Um, it's actually I spend way too much time on my computer. Um, it's to the point where we have four computers in my house now, and it's just like we all have cell phones, all of the whole iPods and everything, and it's the world's, like, not just the United States, but the whole world's so revolved on technology, and it's kind of funny to see, like, my parents' generation, because my mom's like, how do you get this thing to work, like, <laughs> at the computer? And it's and I'll just, like, get on there and do it, like, help her out real fast, and she's like... How do you do that? Like, <laughs> you know, we're just switching our operating system at the newspaper, and I've been saying that for the last week. How do, how do I do that? You know, it's crazy. I need one or all of you to come back with me. Ian? Yeah, um, I'm, I don't, like, 
partake in a lot of the computer stuff. Like, a lot of people have MySpace and whatnot. I don't really have that or Facebook. or I mean, I hear a lot about that, but I definitely have a cell phone. I definitely have an iPod, but I'm really bad at using it. I don't know how to, like... Do text message? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do that. And then, like, at work, like, if that makes any difference, all of our, like, registers is a computer and it has its own DSL line and whatnot. But, um, yeah, yeah, I don't really... No. Right. Oh, every, every day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know we got the uh, the cell phone bill last month, and my mom was was a little bit upset because <laughs> mine seemed to be a little bit thicker than a lot of other people's. But no, I definitely I use it every day. I'm I'm on my computer all the time. I use my cell phone and my iPod. And like Jenny, we have numerous computers in our houses, and and most of our I have I have three other siblings. Um, Two, uh, one's uh, in college and another one's in high school, and we all have cell phones, so we, we use them all the time. But mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely interesting to see the uh, generation gap in, in the use of technology because, like, like Jenny, uh, the other night I was trying to help my dad burn some CDs or something he wanted to do, and he, uh, he had no idea. He just had <laughs> me do it while he, like, watched TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are handy to have around for stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we should yeah. start charging for that. Yeah. Yeah, how, yeah, really. Now, how old were each of you, just because I'm curious, when you got your first cell phone? Man, I was in eighth grade. I, I was, don't know how old I was. I was 15. Yeah. Yeah, I was like freshman year, maybe, like 15 or 16. Okay. All right. Well, we'll come Ever? back to this technology question. Yeah. We have a phone call. So let's go to John on the phone. John? Yes, uh, I urge you not to lose sight of some of the things that you've talked about already and some of your goals and aspirations. Um, if, if you look at a generation which I grew up with in the late 60s and 70s, um, we talked about an anti-war movement, and, and yet we're pretty well running the show right now, and we've been rather militaristic uh, for some time. And even um, we, we had our first Earth Day back in 1970, and, mm-hmm. and uh, environmental concerns have been with us for a long time, and still we have uh, Indiana's in the top ten in polluted waters. Um, and uh, if anyone has seen the show, uh, Who Killed the Electric Car, you see that, that there have been electric cars out there, but but uh, we don't see them out on the street. So so I hope you do a better job than what uh, uh, some of your parents have done. All right, John. Thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot for the call. Not your specific parents, but people <laughs> their age, right? Uh, our guests today are – Which Jen- sadly are people our age, people actually. Our age, yeah. <laughs> Jenny Ross is with us. She's a student at Bloomington High School North, Rhett Dineline from Bloomington High School South, and Ian Wildridge from Aurora High School. If you have questions or comments, please phone us at 855-0811 or 877-285-9348, or you can send your email to noon at indiana.edu. I wanted to just go back to technology briefly and talk about, ask you to talk about how that fits into your education. I mean, how mm. you do all your research online. Um, what kind of computer access do you have at, at school? Hmm. Um, well, I actually just wrote a research paper that was actually due today, and they were like, you have to have one resource that's not from the internet. And I was just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, I do, when I do my homework and when you do your research, it's mostly the internet. Like, it's really uncommon to go to the library. I think I've been once this whole year. Uh Yeah, I'm a big fan of Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Oh, uh, we definitely use it all the time. Um, I know in most of my English classes, they almost require having your final drafts be typed up. I mean, it's not necessary, but it's preference. But for research-wise, I know I'm in the midst of writing a a 16-page paper. Um, But that's definitely something that I use. I I definitely use all the time. Now, has it gotten to the point where you guys bring laptops to class? Um, no, but mm-hmm. I have actually seen some of my uh, my peers bring them, but I personally haven't. Well, I know it, I don't know about the other two schools, but I know at North we like in the English department, all of the classrooms are like your desk has a computer with it, so like you're required to all your papers that you turn in have to be typed, whether you write it at so you do have an opportunity to write it at school, but you can also write it at home if you prefer. Mm-hmm. And then I know we have. A computer lab in every wing there is, like, in every, and then, um, if not one, there's two and some, and then we have way too many computer labs at North. <laughs> yeah. At Aurora, it's, like, the same thing, pretty much. It's a little bit smaller, but the computer lab's, like, right in the middle of the school and whatnot, and uh, the last, like, 
my basically my senior year, I lived in the computer lab, yeah. typing a lot of papers and doing a lot of research and whatnot. I've been going to a lot of meetings about high school, um, and you know, there's been a lot in town about kind of reinventing the high school and things like that. I heard uh, Jeff Henderson, the principal at North, talking about um, how computers, you know, in, in our day, again, we'd learn about computers and we'd learn a little bit about how to use them. And, you know, his whole point is computers ought to be for students today like pencils and pens were, mm-hmm. you know, w- when we were going to school. It's just a, another tool to use. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think you're definitely in a, a new new age. Now, when, as, I, as I mentioned, there's a lot of talk about how we need to do things differently in high schools. What do you think? How would you evaluate your high school experience? And, and obviously, Ian, yours has been a little bit different, and you've yeah. gotten to see the North experience and mm-hmm. then also the Aurora experience. Why don't you start about your experience yeah. at Aurora? Well, it is definitely a big change of pace. Remember, I like went there right from North, and it was like the first day I went there, where you like, you know, you get an interview, like you have to, you know, you write it, you write out your own like saying of why you want to go there and whatnot, and then they they do the interview process, and it's like three kids and a teacher, and like the first thing I went in there, you know, I was like waiting to call Mr. Something, you know, but it was just like, hi, I'm Phil, like, you know, that's that's my name, like you call the teachers by their first names, and then, uh, but then, yeah, I got accepted into Aurora, and, and um, I, like, went for registration to get all my classes, and that was really fun meeting everybody in, like, one room, like all the yeah. teachers and whatnot, and then, the, you know, I started going there, and it was real laid back. And it's only, uh, like, whenever I started going there, was, you go from, like, 8 to 12.35. Mm-hmm. But they just recently changed it to, like, 8.30 to 1. But it's good because I feel like um, like your like your concentration just kind of, like, goes down after a certain point in the day. At least it does for me. So I thought the shorter hours really worked for me. And then, you know, got yeah. to stay after and if I really needed to, you know, lot, the extra time. Yeah, and a lot of the discussion seems to be toward... Um, taking the best of of all worlds, the best of mm-hmm. the, the big high schools and all that they have to offer, and then the best of, of what they call smaller learning communities, which mm-hmm. is what Aurora is, where yeah. people get to have relationships and mm-hmm. meet people uh, a, a lot better. So I think you know it's one of the models that people are, are really looking toward. Yeah. What about what about at North? How how's your experience been there? My experience personally has been awesome, but I think partially is because I got really involved with North. And I think that's could be what's wrong with a lot of the like that's a problem with most like the big high schools is that if you don't get involved you they, you run a chance of not like personally getting to know a teacher or a faculty member and I know a lot of them pretty well now I even call some of them by first name which is weird but um, <laughs> but I think that's North has been like awesome um, yeah, well, I think I think your point about getting to know people, and again, I, I was at a meeting at North the other night, and that was one of the big things, that in extracurricular activities, it might not be a teacher in the classroom. It might be somebody you've met through a club or through an right. athletic event or through a music event or something mm-hmm. like that. So that relationship um, piece is big. Yeah, like I, I have a teacher at school who I almost consider one of my really good friends now. Um, I met him. Th- he was one of my advisors through a club, and... I took one of his classes just because he was my advisor and I liked him so much. And mm-hmm. he's told, like, he changed my perspective, like, not just for the world, but of, like, also, like, of how to, like, look at other people. But um, I find it, I find it just, like, at North, it's really easy to talk to the faculty members, like, faculty members, like, whether it's a teacher, or, like, a custodian, or even administration, like, they're all pretty, like, open, unless you're being delinquent and there are other they lose their sense of humor Um, just like Jenny I mean South has been absolutely fantastic for me and I think what South has to offer um, they they give you so many different opportunities to get involved and I think the biggest part about high school is, is what you make of it as a student because you're presented with so many opportunities it's what you make of it it's it's your it's your drive to get involved and um, what sets South apart is just like North was the uh, teacher-student uh, relationships because um, th- I mean they're just fantastic. It's easy to go in and talk to them. I've got different teachers. I have it, my vice principal. I have there's there are four vice principals at South, and I know I can go talk to any of them, 
and then not to mention our advisors. Um, so I think South just has a lot to offer, and my experience there has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Phone numbers again, 855-0811-877-285-9348, and send your email to noon at indiana.edu. We have uh, three high school seniors with us, so, you know, you can pick their brains all, all for, for another half an hour. All right. Here's an email that came in that is addressed to each of you. It says, what is important to you, and how are you going to make your mark in this world? Well, there's an easy one. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Who wants to you start? You want to start again? Yeah, sure. I mean, a lot of things are important to me in this world. Um, wow. I don't even. That's almost so broad. It's hard to even start. Um, well, for one, I got a friend right now that's going to Nicaragua. Um, they have a really poor skate park, and it's like all the kids are. It's it's very very poor community there, and. Um, He's been, like, building skate parks out there and, like, helping out the community come together a little bit more and whatnot. And I know it's kind of silly to, like, hear somebody talk about skate parks, but I think the world needs more skate parks. You know, <laughs> it doesn't seem silly to me. You, I, yeah. I hope you saw it, but we had a front-page story about, yeah, about Saul Briggs, Briggs yeah. in the paper on Thursday. So. Yeah, I'm super proud about him. Man. Yeah. He's, uh, he went out there. He's really applying himself, and, you know, he's actually going on there in a really bad injury, but he's just toughing it out. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's following his passion. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Jenny? Um, well, if skate parks make the world better, yeah. well, if, it help, if it makes a difference in one person's life, then it's yeah. worth it. But um, uh, it's a hard question. Um, I don't know. You want to skip? You can think about it. Can I come back? Yeah, go we'll to go rent, rent first. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we something that. that's definitely really important to me is is family. Um, my family right now and then hopefully the family that I'm going to have in the future. And I think going into business, that gives, gives people the opportunity to be, be a leader in the community. And I think it starts locally. And I think that's, that's where I want to make a difference. I want to be able to be a role model and be a leader for, for my peers and for kids younger than me. And that's, that's something that I think is really important. Let's talk about that a little more. Do you guys, when you are, you're going to, and you're going to stick around, you're going to go to Ivy Tech. Do you want to, Ian? I'm talking to Ian. I guess the people on the radio can't see me pointing. We can tell who you're talking yeah, to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you? Do each of you intend to um, move elsewhere at some point, or do you hope to be able to find gainful employment and, and a life here locally? Or, or you know, what do you think about that? Staying close to home versus uh, moving away. Um, I guess that's just all in what happens, really. Um, I don't know. Like, Ivy Tech, whenever I start there, I'll, you know, it'll just be the, a stepping stone. And if, if I move on to further things that lead me in further ways, then I'll, you know, I'll definitely follow them up. But, um, you know, I've been at, I've been working at one job for, like, four and a half, five years now. And I'm, like, to the point where I'm at an assistant manager spot, and then it's like it feels good to be able to like work your way up. So I mean, I can only imagine how it's going to be when I go to college and work my way up like that, you know. Okay. Um, I personally would. I mean, it's never up to me of what happens because it, whatever I plan, always seems to go a different way. But <laughs> um, I mean, Bloomington was an amazing place to grow up. I would have, I wouldn't trade it for anything. But um, I'd like to go out and see other places. Um, I. In college, I do plan on like studying abroad, um, in at least two places, and um, I think I don't know. I like to see new places and see different cultures and what goes on in different places. And um, I could definitely see myself staying in Indiana, but I could see myself more so living somewhere else mm-hmm. and traveling. So, uh, for me, I mean, Bloomington definitely has been just a, an awesome place to grow up, and this is where my family is, and this is definitely a place that it's given me so much that I want to be able to give back to it. Um, but after after college, it sort of just depends on, on what opportunities are presented. Um, I really, really love the Midwest, and I hope to be to be close to home if I'm not living in Bloomington or in, in, in Indiana. So, Great answers. We're not trying to pin yeah. you down on anything. You, you know, no. We're not going to play this tape back in uh, four years and say, wait a minute, you said you were staying here. Um, it's time for us to take a short break. I want to remind you again, our, our guests are our three students who are going to be graduating from high school here in the next couple of weeks, Jenny Ross, Rhett Dineline, and Ian Weldridge. You're listening to Noon Edition. We'll be right back.
You're listening to Noon Edition on member-supported WFIU. Production support comes from Closets 2, providing organized and expanded closet and storage space for home office and garage, using a variety of systems with no major renovations. Closets 2 owned and operated in Bloomington, 332-2233. And from South Dunn Street Project, represented by Brian Lappin Real Estate, classic bungalow-inspired architecture in the Bryan Park neighborhood of Bloomington, www.southdunnstreet.info. WFIU is a media sponsor for the 14th Annual Bloomington Early Music Festival. This year's Blemf features a fully staged production of Monteverdi's L'Orfeo, as well as orchestral and chamber concerts from the medieval to the classical and a number of educational events. Orfeo opens this evening at 8 in the Wells Metz Theater of the Lenorvel Theater and Drama Center. More at WFIU.org. Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, editor of the Herald Times, along with co-host Mary Catherine Carmichael. And they switched our music back. Do you notice that? Oh, my gosh, that's right. We had rock and roll last week. Yeah. (laughs) Don't know why she did that. (laughs) <laughs> That's okay. And we have three <laughs> guests today. Jenny Ross, who's from Bloomington High School North, Rhett Dineline from Bloomington High School South, and Ian Weldridge from Aurora High School. If you have questions or comments, please phone us at 855-0811 or 877-285-9348 or send your email to noon at indiana.edu. Before they get away, I always I, – I embarrass every group that comes through here, so just know <laughs> that this is part <laughs> of the great. deal. I want to talk about dating. What what form dating takes now? It's kind of evolved. I know that for a while, kids were telling us that they were they were doing more group outings as opposed to one on one dating. And She's I'm, obsessed with this. I am. <laughs> Just interested. Um, so, you know, how does it go for you guys? What's what kind of what's the dating scene? What a geeky thing to say. What's the dating scene these days? <laughs> well, I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty wide open. People do different things. Um, I know I've been dating a girl for a pretty long time now. Um, Did you go to prom last week? Uh, yes. Okay. We, but, um, if he's still dating her, he did. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I, I, we go out with friends a lot, but then like we'll also go out to dinner by ourselves. So we a lot of the time we just hang out at each other's houses. It's not anything like big. It's not – most of the time, it's not very like organized. It's mm-hmm. but we we like to go out with our friends a lot of the time. I think that's what a lot of kids do. Um, I personally chose not to date anyone my date anyone my senior because I didn't think I was staying around here. But um, I noticed my best friend has has a boyfriend, and it's always like they always tend to go out with a group more. So I mean, they do take their personal time, but. Um, I see this more as a group, mm-hmm. organizational, and like just kind of open, I guess. Not really just like secluded off, because that does happen with mm-hmm. some people. They get so tied down, and it's almost kind of annoying. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm the same as Red. Actually, I've had a, a a person that I've been dating for almost like two years now, and it's been a great thing. But I mean. In the same way, we just we hang out and do our thing, and then we also hang out in groups of friends and whatnot, and all find stuff to do, go out to the lake or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Go pray for you have, a fo- you have a follow up? No, I don't. That, no, I'm done embarrassing them. Actually, you may move on. All right, all right. No, that's very good. Thanks. Um, I want to talk about about the uh, sort of the world. I mean, you talked about um, how you want to study abroad, Jenny, and mm-hmm. I think that for for people your age, I mean, again, when you know, we always talk about you know the good old days when we were your age. I, I don't think that you know the international travel, you know, the, the idea wasn't that um, accessible to us. But now, uh, I mean, both of you, at North, at North in particular, but North and South and Aurora, I would think all three of you, there are probably international influences. There, oh, there are yes. kids with you know different. Yeah. Uh, a lot of different backgrounds. Um, how does that sort of shape your your view of the world? Um, I know it shaped mine a lot because North gets a lot of the universe, like the people who come to the university. We get a lot of their student or their children, and um, it's actually it's definitely culturing because, like, um, I sit in my government class. I sit 
to grow. I don't even know where she's from, but I said like there are people f- from all over the world that are in my classes, and it's cool to hear how they've come and like what their hometown mm-hmm. is like. And um, yeah, you might sit next to my neighbor from Saudi Arabia who goes to North. You know, and probably you never know. Yeah. I think oh, I used to know. I think there were fifty-two different languages spoke at North. That's that's mm-hmm. old data, but I know that. I know that they have that. And then also at North, we also have an international club. Mm-hmm. So I guess from people from all different nations join that. I don't know about South or Aurora, but I know we have that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, just just like North-South is, is really diverse, but um, I think the greatest way for all of us to to be able to understand the broader scope is to be able to experience our, it ourselves in a different place because these people are coming over here and they're experiencing our culture and what it's like. And although we get little tidbits of information from then, I think the, the best way for us to experience it is, is to go experience it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I'm really looking forward to doing. Yeah. Ian, you want to go to Nicaragua and visit your friends? <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, I'm going to Mexico this summer, which is cool. And I went last year to, like, play at Del Carmen. And it's like a – I mean, it's up by Cancun. It's more like the touristy area. But Playa is, like, a lot more chill. And um, there's a lot more culture there. All the people are real nice. And, like, you'll be driving down, like, the main highway. And it's just one straight road. And there's, like, people on the side of the highway, like, having a fiesta. Like, they're just all hanging out and, like, eating lunch and, like – whatnot in between their job sites but it's uh, pretty cool to see that in like different places i mean you don't see like a group of people on the side of highway 37 very often like, <laughs> yeah. hanging out grilling out cheeseburgers or whatever yeah. I, one of the great things about this show is we also get to throw in our comments but i i would just say that you know i, I envy you guys because you know that I, I think we look at the sort of the nation and we talk about international stuff we talk about nations that are you know fighting each other and mad at each other but when you get to meet people from 52 different countries or who speak 52 different languages and you realize they're just people and they have different cultures it's just so much more refreshing and so much more healthy than just trying to you know we grew up sort of scared of Russia, you know. Right, the world was and a bigger the place. Soviet Union, yeah. And now, you know, I've been to Ukraine and I met people who were, you know, who had relatives in Cuba during the Cuban Missile Crisis and it's like, wow, they're nice people, great people, just like us. And mm-hmm. Just interesting. But, yeah. okay, I'm, I digress. We want to hear from you. Uh, let's, let's, while we're on kind of this topic, let's talk about racism. Um, I get the impression I have a son who's younger than you are by half and, and I, I don't get the sense that that racism is even an issue in this, uh, the really young kids coming up. But I'm wondering um, if that's still something that plays, if that's something that you're impacted by in your schools or if you observe that um, or if that's something that's kind of uh, waning. Well, I I think it's pretty much like not really a, a problem. Like everybody at Aurora seems to be real cool about, about all that. Like, I mean, my best friend is African American. I like. I don't. I just think it's horrible that people like used to, you know, assault each other for the the color of their skin. It's just unbelievable, you know. I mean, Thanks. I I think you still hear the vul- like vulgar jokes, um, yeah. uh, especially more so at like a public school where it's larger. And I I mean that's just something that I don't understand. Uh, something that I personally don't agree with. And something that you try to separate yourself from that you, you don't want to be a part of because, I mean, that's not that's not what I that's not what I stand for. That's not what a lot of people stand for. And I, I definitely think that it is waning. I I think the best way is, you know, to instill those those values in in the kids and like younger today in, in elementary school and help them realize that you know that there shouldn't be anything like this going on. I'll agree with both of them. It's like at North walking through the hallways, you still hear like. You'll hear a couple of, like, vulgar comments. It's, it's rare when you do, but um, it, I think it is starting to fade away from what it used to be. It, Even you know, in your exp- school experience, you see yeah. it less now than ever before. Yeah, yeah. most, defi- most oh. definitely. Oh, that's All a great right. trend. Thanks. Okay, we have a phone call. Let's go to Luis on the phone. Luis? Hi. Hi. Yeah, my question builds on both of Mary Catherine's questions about dating and about racism. Thanks, Louise, for backing me up there, making fun of me here <laughs> for asking. <laughs> Which is, and my question is, um, what's the scene like for GLBT kids in your different high schools? 
and how do you think your experience of knowing GLBT people will um, influence you in your work life, in your future education, in what you do in your future communities? Um, once again, that's that's definitely just a, a personal choice, and that's something that I have absolutely no problem with. Um, you know, I know I know know people with that status, and it's it's definitely not a big deal. I don't treat them any differently. They're they're the same people, and I have a great time hanging out with them and, and talking with them. So um, that's something that personally I don't I don't see there's a problem with me in the future with that. There's I don't think that there should be. I, I think that's just a you know a personal choice. I'll agree with it. I do think it's a personal choice as well. But um, at North, I do know we have um, a group called United Students. And um, I know that for the National Day of Silence, they, I did hear a couple of comments that were particularly rude to the GLBT kids. And um, But I mean, for the most part, I really think it's just accepted. Like, it's a personal choice. And I think that's kind of what our generation is about now. It's making your own choices and letting people make theirs. It's... Your way. We don't have that at Aurora, but it sounds like something cool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Anything else, Louise? No, that's it. Thanks. Okay. Thanks for your call. Thanks a lot for the call. 855-0811-877-285-9348 and noon at indiana.edu. Once again, we have... Uh, Three high school seniors with us, Jenny Ross, Rhett Dineline, and Ian Wildridge. How, how prominent a role does religion um, play in your schools? I know some schools, um, sports teams pray before or after uh, you know, a sporting event, and, and that's causing some concern for folks who, who don't have that any kind of reli- religious affiliation. And Is that something that you've seen a trend either toward or against in the time that you've been um, in the school systems? Um, I don't know necessarily a trend, but it's interesting that you brought this up because just yesterday um, I was in my English class and we were we got on discussion of religion about the actual Starbucks cups promoting like anti god propaganda. Um, but um, I don't know whether or not it's a trend, but we definitely have had some heated heated debates about it and what should be accepted at school and what shouldn't be accepted. And and it's interesting to hear because. Um, you get to hear other people's opinions and other people's backgrounds from growing up uh, being of like different faiths or no faith at all, just depending. Mm-hmm. Um, I know personally at North, um, particularly like with the cross-country team, like we would always pray before our meets, but like those who didn't want to participate didn't have to. And it's not like we'd feel like it's not like they'd feel excluded. It's just like that wasn't what they wanted to do if they didn't want to practice any kind of religion. Like, and it's not like we'd pray to like some specific god but it's just like we do it just because that's what the majority of the girls wanted to do and um although i think in the school like it doesn't really seem like religion's that big of a deal it's just like you know practice what faith that you'd like and you know i guess don't try to force it upon one another but if you would like you know it's just pretty open yeah they give you a lot of options i know South does FCA um, and Fellowship of Christian Athletes. athletes That and they also I don't know if they still do it. They had a program definitely when I was like a freshman and sophomore called Panthers for Christ that met in the morning. Um, And that's just like an option. It's something that you can do if you want. And if not, then like I mean, it's basically just like a like a club at, at South. So I think. I think they have religious clubs like any other clubs. Yeah. I think, um, you know, once again, we can draw on our own experience. I know, you know, I grew up in a small town in Indiana, and Mary Catherine grew up in Kokomo, and my guess is that, you know, well, I know in my town, 99% of the kids at school were Christian, and mm-hmm. the 1% was me. I'm Jewish, you know? <laughs> um, and so with all of the different diversity you have in your schools, I mean, there are a lot, there are a lot of different cultures mm-hmm. and religions. So, again, it's probably a much healthier place mm-hmm. yeah i just i just don't remember jesus coming to any of our school events you know <laughs> it, it was really talked about much less i think in, yeah. at least in in our community when i was growing up yeah. so okay we have a phone call and we have a bunch of emails yep, so we, we, do. we need to you guys are popular get moving um azu is on the phone azu yes hi hi do you have a question Yes, my question to each of the participants is, if you were given the opportunity to be the President of the United States, what would the one thing be that you'd want to change today? Wow, right. Great question. Great question. And uh, oh, man. Hmm. <laughs> Ian, yeah. Ian is the lucky guy we're going to start with. Here's your chance All to right. end the war, Ian. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, 
Wow, that's a hard question to answer. I I really don't. Man, it's hard to like pinpoint what I would do. There's so many different things that I would want to do. Just pick one. Just pick one. Yeah, yeah just pick yeah. one. You're not. It doesn't have to be the. Just one. Anything. Um, I think I would actually focus on the oils situation like really because life life's not going to really keep on going on if we run out of fuel for our you know lights in your house just the basic necessities that move on to the most complicated necessities we were just talking about Mm -hmm. technology and and what all powers that in the end which is you know fuels i just feel like something needs to happen there and it might eventually great answer um, if I was the president, I would personally focus on our nation's poverty first because we're, or it seems like the United States is always trying to help out other countries that are in poverty here that have been hurt mm-hmm. like by a natural disaster. But I think that as selfish as it sounds, we need to fix our country first and try to like decrease poverty to the most minimal first before helping other countries because we're already we're in debt. And mm-hmm. so while lending money to other countries, well, there's something wrong with that picture there for yeah. me. Okay. Right. Um, I think I would definitely focus on the war. Um, I think that as president, you know, I don't think pulling out immediately is, is necessarily the, the effective measure. But I think pulling out in stages um, to the point where, where we no longer have to have an influence there or a presence there uh, more so, um, I think that's something that I would focus on as president. Okay. Right. Thanks a lot for the call. Um, 855-0811-877-285-9348 and noon at indiana.ed. I'm going to go quickly back to the phones. We have Jim. Jim? Hey, uh, Bob. It's old Jim. Yeah, hey, old Jim. I, I graduated uh, high school in 1943, and I'm a senior citizen waiting to graduate. <laughs> before, I go, uh-huh. before I go, I'd like to have each of them tell me whether any authority, their parent or teacher, had any comment on their use of the words like and you know. Okay. I'll take my answer off phone, and uh, that is if I don't graduate. Okay, good luck. Using terms like 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 and you know, know, it sounds like he's more talking about being vague maybe like i know I what he's talking I, about I, I think we we use mess fillers a lot yeah, and yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's sort of like an uh or uh uh-huh. something like, like that and you know yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. to fill in the gaps um, yeah i know i personally like with my <laughs> business advisor he has always tried to get me to stop with the fillers but it doesn't work <laughs> it's such we a all habit have them. Yeah. It's we all, such a we all habit. use them and old jim probably uses them too it yeah. buys us time right. yes, so. okay let's go to some email all right here we go uh we'll begin with on the subject of technology how is being so connected to everyone and everything with cell phones and the internet affecting your relationships with your peers it's awesome because <laughs> <laughs> well no it's i am um, typically in the summertime i'll volunteer at a young life camp and um there you meet some of the most I met some of my best friends there, and the only way I can really like I guess I could snail mail, but that'd take forever. And so, but when I can call them on my cell phone or send them an IM, like it's amazing, just because you can still stay in touch. What kind of camp did you say? Young Life. Oh, okay. What's that? It's a non-dominational youth um, Christian youth group. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Okay. It's fun. I like yeah. it. <laughs> Do you have a, a MySpace page? Or? Um, I did, but it's. I don't do MySpace anymore. It's, okay. There's okay. too many viruses that yeah. mm. your computer can get. Okay. But it keeps you really connected with a lot of people that you oh, wouldn't yeah. be connected with. Yeah. Okay. Brett, Ian? I mean, I think it's great. I, I use it all the time to, uh, you know, to talk and, and sort of set up plans to, to go hang out in person. It's So that, it improves your relationships. Yeah, it yeah, facilitates it's not, more interaction. As long mm-hmm. as it's not like a substitution for like personal like personal time, like hanging out, like face to face. I think it's I think it's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've seen that commercial on TV probably where the the father just figured out how to IM, so he's IMing his son across the table. <laughs> yeah. That stuff doesn't happen, all right. Oh, it does. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> My dad does it, but that's. He's, okay. He's funny. Yeah. Do you, think it, do you think it makes your relationships easier or better, Ian? Um. Yeah. The cell like cell phones definitely improve things for me like it, it's like every one of my friends has a cell phone it's obvious you know and that's how we communicate whenever i'm like getting off work and the buddies at work you know what are you doing after work what are there a, a year from now will any of you have a landline 
wherever you're living, or will you just be, have a cell phone? Oh, I have a landline. I live out in, in the sticks, so I don't even get a reception. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I definitely, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. But once I move out of my parents' house, nah. Yeah. It's just another bill. Yeah. Just yeah. another bill. Yeah. There you go. Okay, here's another email that came in. It says, "What another dating question not initiated by me, I might add. Um, what is the situation with interracial dating at the high schools? Is there any criticism or any support? Is it the same thing, no big deal? Or I'd say same thing, no big deal. Yeah. Um, it's just like. That's awesome yeah. if you're. You know. Yeah. I'd actually, I'd support it more. Yeah, I mean, for me, for me personally, I'm actually in one, and it's not. A, I mean, definitely not a big deal. The girl's absolutely fantastic and intelligent girl. She's beautiful, and so it's it's great. It's great to like. I hope be she's able, listening. I was just saying, right? you just scored some major I mean, she, points, my friend. But, no, but I mean, it's definitely. I definitely don't see why it should ever be an issue. It's it's something. It's just another person. Okay, there we go. Thank you. And here's another email. It says, um, "What do you expect from university? How do you think it will be different than high school? And in what ways do you think you will grow and develop develop in order to succeed? What are your expectations?" Man. That's just kind of like uh, it's it's. I don't I don't expect a lot more from. I mean, I, actually, yeah, I do. I, I expect a lot more from college. Like it's gonna be, it's like everything times two or three or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And it and and really like in college you have there is no limit, and that's the cool thing about it. Like you can just keep on going, and you can keep on discovering new things that you want to learn about, and you know, major in it or whatever you want to do in it. It's so you really look forward to being in charge of your own destiny to a greater extent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Right. I um, think, yeah. Go I personally expect kind of like career opportunities because my I have an older brother who, um, who went to Purdue and graduated and, and they offered him, he was a mechanical, mechanical engineer. So obviously his career field was like, I don't know, everyone just wanted him because he was, very intelligent, but I expect I just kind of expect like career opportunities to open, and as well as a higher education and to become more like um, intelligent. But mm-hmm. I expect better career opportunities. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I expect to to just mature as a person in the next four years. I know from high school, I've definitely grown up a lot from my freshman year, but in co- in college, especially being off on your own, um, you're going to develop like time management skills and responsibility and, and things like that. And that's something that you're going to take away the intangibles, the, the things outside of the classroom mm-hmm. are going to be just as important as the things you learn inside the classrooms at college. Okay. Jenny, this is specifically for you because you're the only female in, in the group. What are your thoughts about um, childbearing? Is that something that you are interested in? Are you interested in it a long time from now? I mean, you're obviously interested in a career because you're interested in, uh, you're concerned about your career options and, and improving those through attending university. So how do you, do you have kind of a picture in your mind as far as how you can fit all this together? This has always been a challenge. Childbearing. Um, <laughs> didn't expect that one. Did <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to eventually have children, but um, I'd like to get a career first. I'd like to get, get a, like a job pretty well set. Um, but right now, ideal would be like late twenties, mm-hmm. maybe like twenty-seven. Sounds kind of ideal, but. Um, I'm just <laughs> no, I'm not trying to put you but, on the spot, but it's it's been an interesting evolution for yeah. women over time, and so I'm interested in where you stand on all this. Do you see yourself maybe taking a break from your career to stay home with your children, or would you work as you? I, guess, I know this is all subject to change. Yeah, I, it's it's all subject to change, like you said. But um, I don't i I could see myself taking a break just as long as I wasn't like the main financial income mm-hmm. of the household. Otherwise, I'd make my husband do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can change his diapers. Yeah. No, um, but um, yeah, I would like to have kids. I would even I've even thought about looking at adopting because I think those kids need mm-hmm. good homes too. But um, do any of you have any uh, connection with younger kids now? I mean, through. Through school, are you working with? Uh, I, I know Rhett, you mentioned a lot of times, you know, working with kids who are elementary age to about certain issues is a good idea. So. Yeah, we. I mean, I personally did uh, the Lot Senior Program, which is um, basically we went to Bradford Woods for three days mm-hmm. with fifth graders, and it was. I mean, it was a fantastic experience. My little sister is actually a fifth grader, so I was able to go with her her cl- class and like see how she interacts with her friends, but. Um, it was a lot of fun. The, ki- the kids had a great time, and 
they're just like full of energy. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with them. But, um, I mean, it's definitely going to be a bright future. These kids definitely know a lot for their age, and, mm-hmm. and hopefully they'll, yeah. they'll keep growing. Yeah. Ian, when you look at your future family life, do you, are you pretty flexible about which role you would play as far as um, child-rearing? I mean, obviously you can't have the child, but, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean as far as um, or equal responsibility of child care. Have you given this any thought? Um, not Not entirely. Like, I just kind of live one day at a time, time in that in that sense. But I mean, like dealing with youth in a way, like I've I've done it a lot. Like the first job I ever had was like babysitting at First Unitedist Methodist Church right downtown, mm-hmm. and then like I've been working at a skate shop. So there's all kinds of like younger kids that look up to me and the other guy that works there mm-hmm. and whatnot. Okay, we are almost out of time, but I'm going to ask one last question. When you think about the best teacher that you had. What's a characteristic? What's a characteristic of the teacher that made him really, you know, really good? Him or her? And you can name names if you want. If you want, you don't have to, but you okay. can. I know mine. Okay. Um, his name's Mr. Fisher or Jeff Fisher, and he's just—he's he pushed me. He pushed me to my limits, even when, when I thought I couldn't do it. Um, he's definitely helped me persevere. Um, but his best characteristic was just his sense of humor, because. I could be so mad at him, and he could just turn something into a joke and make me laugh and put a smile on my yeah. face. So okay. he's, he's definitely caring. Like He's got all of it. He's such a great teacher. Great. 20 seconds each. Yeah, definitely. My favorite teacher was Tim Fick at Aurora. He's like uh, the government econ teacher in all history and whatnot, and he was just an awesome guy. He definitely pushed me on my limits, like Jenny said, and you know, did a lot for me as a person, like, I've yep. learned a lot from him, and he's a great dude. Okay, right. Sure. Well, I've just had, I've had so many, I couldn't name one, uh, but <laughs> but one characteristic that I probably all share is just openness, uh-huh. openness in the classroom, being able to discuss things, controversial matters, but um, I just feel like I can go talk to these teachers at any time, and that's, that's what I really cherish. All right, another great show. Thanks a lot for being here thank today. You. I want to thank, thank Jenny Ross, Rhett Dineline, and Ian Wildridge. For Mary Catherine Carmichael, producer Catherine Hageman and Mike Pashkash, our engineer, I'm Bob Salzberg. Thanks for listening. Noon Edition is a production of WFIU and the Herald Times.